0: The Riabu podcast has always featured lots of uh, stories, lots of news, lots of data, highlighting the importance of getting paid on time and doing everything you can to make sure that your customer gets the idea that you take your payment seriously. But what happens if your customer still delays payment? Can you actually quantify the cost of that? And so we've put our heads together and figured out that they were both Uh, financial costs, Simon Littlewood, Mm. as well as the costs that you incur that are not so easy to to put your finger on. Let's talk about the financials first. Mm. What is the true cost of late payment on small business? Well, I mean, of course, it can be catastrophic. It can be binary.
1: Um, The single largest cause of of the insolvency of small companies is cash flow. Um, But let's just assume that we're not in that dramatic space. Let's just assume that it's an inconvenience. So I'm not getting the money in that I'm owed by my customers. So I have constraints then, potentially, on what I spend money on. If I'm lucky, it'll just be discretionary spend, i.e. stuff that I can afford to temporarily postpone or stop. But for many businesses, it's going to be critical spend, keeping the lights on, paying the wages, and investing in the business. So that's the first casualty. The second is, of course, that when the money starts to become an issue, it's easier than it's ever been for companies to borrow money because there's an enormous amount of liquidity flowing about. Yes. So SMEs cease to resist the blandishments of banks and other intermediaries and they borrow money. Borrowing money is an issue because now I'm borrowing money to compensate for the fact that my customers aren't paying me on time, I'm having to pay interest, which is another profit and loss expense outgoing to add to the other ones that I couldn't previously afford
0: to meet, right? unfortunately, so well, interest of, rates are still relatively low, but yeah. uh, all indications are that that's going to tick up next
1: well, year. Well, you know, we I, 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 I can't get any two people to agree on this, but everyone agrees that it's going to be inflation. It would be strange if there were inflation and interest rates remain low, but we'll, we'll see. Um, I never make predictions. I think it's more than likely that they will eventually tick up.
0: Yeah? Well, they'll have to because they're already so low. <laughs> can't go much lower. No, they are
1: well below any meaningful cost of capital. Yes. the only reason they're so low is because money's being printed. <clears throat> there's no value to money. There's no there's no yardstick for which to measure it. Uh, so those are the actual practical financial costs. Um, the worst being I go out of business, but the other ones being that I'm severely constrained, or I have to borrow money. Either way, it affects my ability to earn a good living from my company.
0: You could also presumably just look at the revenue that debt collection agencies in your country, wherever you might be listening uh, to us from, how much revenue do those debt collection companies make? Arguably, every dollar in that total revenue bill, revenue figure, is money that companies could save themselves if only their customers paid them on time. Yes, I mean, if you
1: have to write off a debt or give it to a debt collection agency, the probability that you're collected in full is extremely small. By, things get, by the time things get to that stage, your customer's largely insolvent or completely insolvent. So, um, so yes, um, that's not a good situation to be in. And one of the things we always say, and check out our book, Let the Cash Flow, to, to see this explained in detail, is that so much of, of the way that companies collect their money occurs when it's too late to affect the outcome. So companies typically <laughs> focus on on, on how to get the customer, how to generate the product, how to go out there and build the business. But they but they come to the question of, oh, what should our payment terms be and what what should our invoice look like and when should we call the customer to get them to pay as an afterthought. And by by building it into your culture as an afterthought, you pretty much guarantee that you're going to get paid late and that in a significant percentage of cases, it may become a problem. The key thing about getting paid on time is, First of all, check out the person you're doing business with so as to minimize the risk that you're selling to someone who now or in the future won't be able to pay you. And secondly, make sure that the terms of payment are firmly agreed in writing, reinforced throughout the service process, and then that you follow up your invoice very, very quickly. Remove every impediment that you know of to the customers paying
0: you on time. Meantime, in the United Kingdom, pre-COVID, the number of, or the amount of money tied up in late supplier payments was about 26 billion pounds. Um, and uh, as we know, in 2017, the UK also passed the law, which ensured, or tried to ensure, that companies do pay on time. Prompt payment could prevent 50,000 businesses from going bust each year, says Towards TowardsDataScience.com, which in itself costs $2.5 billion. So there really is a lot of... Value in um, real tangible economic value well, that could be salvaged if only pay businesses. Well, let's analyze
1: that. There was a survey that was done at the beginning of COVID uh, that we talked about, which suggested that SMEs, on the whole, have only one to two months' working capital in the business. And in many cases, it's a month or less. Meaning that if your suppliers consistently pay you late and your business is dimin- diminished in size, you've got almost no buffer. And not only have you got no buffer, but your ability to find money elsewhere, if you're, if you're that strapped, is significantly lower than that of a much larger enterprise. So they simply do not have the wiggle room. Once things become bad very quickly, they find themselves unable to
0: operate. Yes. So that then brings us to the, to the intangibles, right? So we've talked about debt collection agencies. We've talked about the cost of interest on loans and overdrafts. We've talked about the, the sheer cost of actually closing down a business which also has to be taken into account. But there are also some intangible costs, such as opportunity cost and others, Simon. Yeah, I mean, um, opportunity cost you can't obviously invest
1: money in the growth of your business. You might see an opportunity, for example, to move from your current failing business to another one or another set of customers or products, but you need money to do it and you don't have money to do it because you can't get the money. Um, but, of course, there's a, another cost, a human cost um, to this. Um, if you're running an enterprise and you're bumping on the bottom and you don't know whether you can pay your wages or pay yourself a salary every month, that is extremely stressful. Add to that the fact that in a country like Singapore, where a business owes money to a bank, 70% of the time approximately, that is secured against the primary residence, either of the lender or of a close relative. So the level of mental health stress that you're dealing with here is related to the fact that not only are you potentially going to lose your business, but your entire family is going to get
0: thrown out of its home, right? yes. which can't be very no. easy to deal with. Yeah? No, it's, and if you've suffered this sort of anxiety, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. You don't even want to go to the letterbox because it'll only have bills in it anyway. Before long, because most entrepreneurs' business finances are tied up so closely to their personal finances, before long there's a spillover from the trouble collecting by the business into your personal life.
1: Yes, I mean, it's very hard to remain cheerful under circumstances like that. I mean, it depends on the individual, but, you know, if your children, aged relatives, um, awful, awful. And, you know, that kind of human cost is very visible um, all over the world, but particularly here in in Asia, because people by and large have fewer resources to fall back on here than they do in Western Europe or America. Yes. Um, Which makes it all the more important that you treat SMEs from whom you buy More than fairly.
0: But it also is incumbent on the SMEs to invoice correctly. And I guess that's the whole point of Riyabu. The whole point is that the cost, you probably don't need to be told all the costs that we've laid out in the course of the last uh, 10 minutes of our podcast. Um, But the fact of the matter is that there is something that you can do. You don't have to take this lying
1: down. When I, I, as I will be doing and do fairly often in a a couple of weeks, stand in front of a bunch of SMEs, the first question I'm going to ask them is, how many of you get paid late by customers? Why do they pay you late? And in not one case, I predict, will an SME say because of things that I could be doing differently to affect the way that my customers treat me. It will be the market, the economy, my customers are difficult, You know, possibly my salespeople don't know what they're doing, but whatever it is, it will be an external factor that they can't influence. The single most important thing to hang on to, and this is addressed above all to you if you're running an SME and you're concerned about cash, is that you have it within your ability to affect the way that you get paid by your customers, to affect, first of all, the way that they perceive you and the seriousness with which they take you, and then secondly, practical steps to actually bring their payments forward. This is tremendously important, and it may mean in some cases, sadly, the difference between life and death.
0: We do encourage you,
1: to take a look at this.
0: Yes, it uh, might very well also cheer you up. I mean, because most of the time, you know, the, the fact that you're resigned to, to seemingly not being able to, to do something about it is even worse. Because you, you feel not only are you hammered by, you know, people you owe money to, you're hammered by or you're trying to hammer the, your customers to pay you. But you yourself then think, there's nothing I can do. It's, such a, it's a, such a state of helplessness. Well, the sense of powerlessness is horrible. Yes, um, but in actual fact, there is something that you can do. So there is
1: something you can do. We've tried to make the prescription for success as simple and digestible as possible. Do take a look at our book, Let the Cash Flow, and you can very quickly see there are things that you can do practically to change the way that your customers view you. Get the money in quicker and ensure that you have the money you need to support yourself, pay your wages and grow your business.
0: If you have your own story, please uh, email us service at riabu.com. We'd love to hear uh, what uh, has gone on in your life and in your business, uh, and to, to what extent has that anxiety and opportunity cost uh, cost you possibly even more than the financial cost? So, how many people do you think will actually in this in the seminar? How many people will say that they will that they all get paid late?
1: Um. Most people will acknowledge that they have, because everyone has a customer or two that pay late. So everyone will acknowledge that some customers pay late. But I predict nobody will volunteer the idea that they could be doing better themselves. But when I put it to them, when I say, "Do you find that you do any of these things?" or when you, when you take a customer to task for paying you late, how often do they tell you that you've done something wrong or that the invoices? Then I'll get them to say, "Yeah, that does happen." Right. So so. So there's a kind of, it's it's understood, but it's not understood. I have evidence in my organisation to demonstrate that I make mistakes that delay payment. But when asked, why do I get paid late? It's the customer's fault, right? That's
0: and you've asked this question before, obviously, on
1: countless occasions over many, many decades. Yes, it just seems to be the state of mind. You know, Uh, I've yet to have anyone volunteer. Yes, you know, there are a whole bunch of things, and if we were to change them. Uh, we almost certainly get paid much faster. But the good news is that that is true, and that it's not that difficult to make that transition.
0: I thought you said you didn't make predictions. Um, what prediction did I just make? Well, the one that predicting what the outcome of your poll is going to be. Oh, I see. Okay, that's true. Yeah. But then again, that's maybe it's not a prediction. It's just going by track record.
1: Let's just say it's um, based on a lot of empirical evidence over the years. <laughs> I mean, you could. I mean, we don't like look. A wise person once said, "You know, everyone thinks, you know, they're in the right. You know, or creates a narrative around their own lives to make mm. them." Good. We
0: all think we're the good guys. So I
1: don't. So if things go wrong. I, my first assumption is not that I'm incompetent. Uh, <laughs> it, it's that Mark did it. <laughs> or you know, some other external factor. I mean, this is um, this is um. I have an anecdote, but we probably don't have time. We'll do it next time. Is it a clean anecdote? Yeah. Is that a yes? Well, there was a... Just for that, I'm going to tell you the anecdote. Okay, tell us the anecdote. <laughs> so, so this is in a play by T.S. Eliot. I'm sure you're all familiar with The Cocktail Party. So it concerns a psychiatrist and his patient. She says to him, having recounted this tale of work, she says, nothing's going right in my life, doc. I sincerely hope that there's something wrong with me. And he said, he says, why on earth would you say something like that? She says, Well, either the entire world is conspiring to ruin my life, in which case there's absolutely nothing I can do, or I'm making some mistakes, in which case you can actually help me change. Okay. That's actually pretty good. So, my message to, well, it's, yeah. Uh, My message to those of you who are struggling with late payments is there are things that you can do to make changes relatively quickly. And if you are blaming the whole wide world, then you're probably not right. And it's certainly not helping you.